Hello, you've downloaded the bonus episode of Dolomite. I just wanted to give you a small warning that I recorded this episode last summer with some friends from around the globe. Uh, one of whom English is not her first language, but I pestered her and she bravely showed up. And it's totally, you'll get it. It's just like watching any foreign film. Um, you'll pick up on what she's saying very quickly after a while. Um, but the real issue was the way I connected everyone since we were connecting in different time zones. Uh, Paul was unavailable and his sweet equipment and his awesome genius was also not available. So I used an experimental way to connect the call and record it. And that left me with a lot of glitchy audio and it's taken a very long time to clean up. But I think I did a decent job. But I thought I should give you fair warning. So now, future me, if you could please cue the music. This film was approved under the motion picture code of self-regulation. And now... We're thinking in terms of a film. The question is... What are we trying to do with this movie? By George. That is a good question. Everybody happy? And let's go! Hey, welcome to another bonus episode of Film Frown. On this podcast, myself and courageous friends watch bad movies so that you don't have to. Why? Well, if the NSA is going to listen in on every single communication, we're going to make them work for it. Uh, hey, my name's Chris, the somewhat host of this adventure, and I like watching bad movies because it makes appreciating the good ones so much sweeter. With me on this episode, I have two worldly friends. If you've listened to the other podcasts I do, Montreal Sauce, you may know my story of meeting my wife and moving to Edmonton because of a now-defunct internet game. I met lots of amazing people aside from my wife in that community, and here's two tonight, or today, whatever time it is in the universe. Uh, <laughs> first up, from uh, Great Britain, is Spike. So, Hold up. Hold up. Hola. Oh, hola. Hello. Yes. So let's give the audience, uh, which is basically my mom, uh, some more <laughs> information about you. Let me ask you, uh, well, most people like to ask what you do for a living, but we're not our jobs or our khakis. So why do you get up in the morning, Spike? Um, because I can't stay asleep all the time. <laughs> well done. <laughs> No, I do. Um, I've got a dog and she does like to go for a walk and uh, she does like her exercise, except when it's hot or when it's wet or when she can't be bothered. Nice. So uh, next, all the way from Greece, is Mad Dragon. Good evening. Afternoon. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Same, same question to you. Why do you get up in the morning, Mad? Um, I get up, mother would throw me out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, in the uh, in the community where we all met, uh, Pmog or the Nethernet, uh, what uh, what type of character were you? I, I can't remember. I was a seer. I was. Ah, seer. Okay. Yeah. 
I was one of the uh, jumping around the internet randomly, posting different things. And then, Mad, were you a destroyer or a vigilante? Yeah. She was a destroyer. Oh, a destroyer, yeah. baby. <laughs> a very good destroyer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she needs to mine half my yeah. bloody portals. Yes. Oh, yeah. Only half? Only, Only half? <laughs> well, yeah, because I hit the other ones on porn site. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey. This is going this time, yeah. He hid them yeah. on the webpage for this movie. No. <laughs> Thankfully, this is the first time I've encountered this movie. <laughs> so let's establish a, a, a movie entertainment taste for the audience with some quick short answers. So, Mad Dragon, uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Nice. Uh, your favorite actor who played Batman? Michael Keaton. Oh, wow. Are you a... a... What? What? No, no. Wow, like these are good answers <laughs> according to me. As I judge other people's okay. fandoms. So do you like, uh, are you into vampires or zombies? Uh, neither. Nice. That's a fair answer. Good. <laughs> so Spike, your turn. They're, I hear they're rebooting. Um, oh, let's see. I can't even read my own notes. Your favorite actor who played James Bond? Uh, oh, Christ. Um, Pierce Brosnan. Nice. Uh, and I guess because you're in Great Britain, I have to ask the obligatory, like, favorite doctor question. Uh, Tom Baker. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, hey, I'm old sorry. school. I'm old school. Nice. And do you prefer uh, fantasy or sci-fi? Mm, fantasy. Nice. All right. So while the listeners and my mom uh, digest the info you both shared... Uh, I'll introduce the movie and we can get started for this episode. Uh, we cool. watched the black exploitation film Dolomite from 1975. Uh, I don't have any box office info on this because General Records seemed to start in 1980. Um, but one could assume that this film performed very well because there's a sequel called The Human Tornado. <laughs> there were actually a few sequels. It, um, I think there were two direct sequels, one semi sequel and he appeared in a few other films as well yes and very many music videos um dolomite is based on a character by comedian uh rudy ray moore and he uh created it in the late 60s and he stars in the film as the title character um it's a cult classic and i and considered so because it's so terribly awful that you have to laugh at it. Um, I've even used it in examples earlier in earlier episodes of this podcast. However, I was kind of curious about what Spike and Mad would think about it, seeing that they're not it's from crap. North it's America. Crap. It's crap. <laughs> well, I went straight into it without actually researching or anything like that. And so I wrote all my notes as I went through the film and then I did uh, the research. And uh, I'm not too sure if my research confirms what I, what impressions I've got or whether it excuses it. <laughs> yeah, the film opens... Uh, well, I will say that um, 
It's interesting, I find, as I do this podcast, that I start watching things with a critical eye to take notes, and then I'm losing the enjoyment. Um, and so I'm like, I start. I need to start telling guests, like, hey, you should just enjoy this movie. Like, don't, like, overanalyze it or look at the acting. Or <laughs> What acting? Quick question. Yes. Did, did either of you actually manage to watch the film in one go? No. Chris? Uh, I have in the past, but not this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah you just sort of sit there watching it and thinking, no. Because I bet you're on, you weren't on your own watching it last time, were you, Chris? No, yeah, that's the other thing. It's a lot of these bad movies we watch on this podcast. It's like probably much more enjoyable in a room full of people. Yeah, if you're all sitting there taking the piss out of it at the same time. Yes. So, yeah. We'll just get into the recap here. You guys can interrupt me with uh, likes and dislikes and rewrites and comments. Uh, I'm just going to go through the plot. So uh, (laughs) the film opens with our quote-unquote hero uh, in prison. Dolomite's in prison. And I guess the first thing we should explain, if you haven't seen this film, um, that there's film and television acting, and then there's this film. (laughs) <laughs> and uh anytime that dolomite comes to like a curse word in the script if there is such a thing as a script uh he jumps out of his voice and exclaims it crazy it's like not even part of the sentence structure it's like every one of his curses are just exclaimed it's like if he was here he would be like chris you are a dumb ass for choosing this movie. <laughs> like, yes. I don't know as if it was just him, though, because the editing was absolutely abysmal. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, he's sort of jumping from one bit to another, and I thought, okay, so did they just chop two sentences together there? Yes, the, the editing is, like, abysmal to the point where they're chopping in weird places, and then they just let things go on way too long in this movie. It's like... Someone can say, like, I'm going to go to the club, and then the next scene, they're in the club. No problem. But instead, this movie's like, we're going to show him going through the door, opening the car door, unlocking it, you know? <laughs> I suppose they're going to stretch it out to a full-length film somehow. Yeah, Is it too soon to talk about the scene in the brothel and opening one door after the other? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, let's get there. The... The warden uh, calls for Dolomite, and uh, Queen Bee is there, and she's apparently been bugging the warden for like two years Buzzing? that Dolomite, yeah, Dolomite is uh, <laughs> innocent, and Queen Bee is like terrible actress. Uh, but 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 point to to Spike for this like this is the very first like really strange cut is we get a flashback to how Dolomite was arrested, but we don't even know. The warden is just like. <laughs> Now, she says that you were arrested under false pretenses or something like that. And then they just show, like, some yeah. cars and Dolomite. And you're like, what just happened here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the guy guy with uh, doing the arrest with uh, half of the car with only a foot on the yes, ground. Yes. You are arrested. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> the one cop, I don't know if anyone else spotted this. And if, if anyone is a Monty Python fan... But is it me, or did the one bad cop look like John Cleese? Yes. 
Yes. That, that. It, the film was so much better after every time I saw him, <laughs> I expected him to break into a funny walk. <laughs> no, that's reserved for my favorite character. Uh, but, um, yeah, he has a great pimp outfit in his uh, flashback where he does his uh, kung fu, as Matt alluded to, where he just sort of, like... N- never really connects with anyone with the fake punches. And then like one guy just falls into the trunk. <laughs> and the, I don't know about falls. He was jumping. Yes. That's right. He had to jump up into the trunk. Yes. It was pretty crazy. And then the awful line delivery, like the cop was like, okay, let's look in your trunk. And then Dolomite like sits there for a second. He's like, why? He's like, open the trunk. And he's like, Why? <laughs> it's just what's happening. Yeah. I, I'm just Seriously. thinking it might be where William Shatner got his um, film education from. Yes, yes, that's funny. I was reading a review of this movie, and they said um, Dolomite's kung fu style made like uh, William Shatner look like Jet Li. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my poor Captain Kirk. Yes. Uh, Hang on, Jet Li. You mean Bruce Lee or Jet Chan? No, uh, Jet, no. There's Jet Li. He's a oh right, okay. Um, a newer oh, Jet star. Lee. Yes, Jet Li. Sorry, I thought you said Jack. Oh, sorry. I think this is yeah. So this is people listen to the podcast. We know all about movies. <laughs> yeah, we know shit all about movies, and we can't hear each other either. Yes, we, we can't understand each other because we all speak English. An yeah. atrocious language. Oh, we can try Greek. We can try oh. Greek. <laughs> I don't oh, so, so then the, um, so the warden then says, you know, there's this huge drug problem in the neighborhood, and we want you to stop it. And then, for yeah, hang on, why has this guy got the power to do this? He's saying it sounds like he's some kind of FBI, FBI boss. We're going to cut you a deal. Yeah. No, you're a prison warder. Why? <laughs> and then what I was going to say is when he talks about the drug problem, he talks about Dolomite's nephew getting shot. And then we do get a flashback. Like they actually do something like some sort of effect to make it look like a flashback. And they show like his nephew dead. And I was like, why didn't we do that like four seconds ago for Dolomite getting arrested? Well, <laughs> yeah. the director just thought about it. <laughs> what do you expect? Oh, apparently the director um, is actually in the film himself. Yes, he's the rival pimp. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, yeah, I know. Tell me about okay. it. <laughs> oh, God. Physiognomy? Much? Yeah, okay. His face—he looks stupid. Sorry. Oh, and uh, he's so sweaty in the scene. Like he's just sitting there under the, like the lights for film or whatever, and he's just pouring sweat. It's kind of disgusting. So, oh yeah, talking about the sets—they're <laughs> hilarious, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> oh, they had a go at the early Doctor Who stuff for you know for being cardboard sets, but oh my god, this puts them to shame. I. <laughs> I half expected everything to fall over the second they touched it. And then you got the sound engineer. Yes, you, we are filming this in a warehouse. We are now filming this in an echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, and there's probably a good 60% of this film where you get to see the boom mic come into the scene from above everyone's head. So, yeah. Like, yeah. he did it. Yeah. The sound guy did it so much. Like, he deserves, like, a credit in the union yeah. at this point to be part of the Film Actors Guild. Um, it's probably a better action than the rest, anyway. <laughs> yes. So the warden's gonna gonna let him out to to solve the drug problem, but he's gonna he's gonna let him out tomorrow. And uh, so then they they cut to Dolomite saying like thanks to Queen B, and then they cut to her like just really awkward cut, and she's just sitting in the chair, and she just nods or something, and then Dolomite starts to walk away, and then she says Dolomite, and he turns around. And then, like, they cut, and she's, like, got tears halfway down her face. And it was like, when did that happen? Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that. That was hilarious. She's like, hang on a minute. She's been blabbing her eyes out by the looks of it for the last five minutes. Yes. But, no, it's the first time we've actually seen it. Yeah, and the first part, she's like, and Dolomite Day killed your nephew. (laughs) And then in this part, she's like, oh, Dolomite... It's going to be so good to have you home. <laughs> I'm trying to read the board. Right. Hold the board still. <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to read that out. <laughs> yes. And can I just say, by the way, as well, the way they say dolomite, all I could think of was the word catamite, which horrible mental images going in my head. Yeah. Yeah, you're kinky, so... No, I'm just, not just kinky, I just twist words. Okay, I'm a pervert as well, but... Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, you're you're having an easier time of it than I give them at work. <laughs> so, uh, so then, like she says, uh, you know, Willie Green is out there, and I guess he's like some sort of rival pimp. We know this because all of a sudden, like the movie like freeze frames and the song comes up and says Willie Green blah 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 and then all of a sudden it's the Dolomite theme song and the title finally comes up and they introduce all the characters like a 70s TV show in freeze frame I did wonder what was going to happen because it went straight into the film with no introduction and it's like what? The only film I know that does that is James Bond you know yeah, I when it did that too, like it's been a while since I watched it and I was like, wait, why is it doing this? And then I was like, oh, we're setting up the song. Okay, sure. <laughs> but sounds like Frozen there. It it's such a cheesy bad movie, especially like those first few moments. You're like, did they could they not afford titles? Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what they did spend the um the money on because it certainly wasn't anything else no so well i have an idea what they spent the money on yeah um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Homes, you bitch. I, I don't know if, <laughs> i think it was the drugs for the cast Thanks, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah 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 so uh so, dollar might certainly look for so far out of it oh yes so um so the ladies his ladies come in a limo to pick him up from prison and uh, can we not use the word ladies here (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
there may be any any number of things, but ladies is definitely not one of them. <laughs> they were so happy to go pick up their pimp. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting alternate world because I feel like yeah, every other Stockholm movie syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Every other movie portrays pimps as and and their girls as a a contentious relationship, but not here. Yeah. He the man. Yeah. He the oh, man. And the, and the one white girl. There was one white girl in there, and she was so trying hard to be black. And I'm there going, no, please, no, shut up, now. <laughs> yeah, he has some sort of line, and then she's still in the limo while the other girls are outside, and she rolls down the window, and she's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. One of the most cringeworthy things I've ever known. So what was hilarious was that then, like, he, he strips of these awful clothes from prison and puts on like this outfit that he stole from the Easter Bunny, I think. Um, I'd rather uh, wear the prison yeah. outfit, to be honest. <laughs> yes, it was this baby blue yeah. bow tie, ruffles, the whole yeah. thing. Weird trouser. Oh, yeah, yeah. His uh, trousers, like they button pretty much like right under his moobs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Simon Cowell must be wondering, oh, that's where I got it from. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of inspiration, it came as absolutely no surprise to me to read that Snoop Dogg actually based his career on him. Yes. Yes. So Dolomite, uh, which I think is funny, he's like stripping down before he'll get into his limo. And there's a bunch of prisoners watching him. And I was like... Hmm, I don't know that you want to start stripping naked in front of other guy prisoners, but that's just me. Hey, they were still locked up. Oh, they were still locked up, right. They were going to have to take their frustrations out on each other. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry if I sound a bit snobbish, but seriously, with a body like that, okay. He was the most attractive black man I've ever seen. Yes, yes. Yes, Sorry uh, about that. Dolomite is cut in the same way that a potato is cut. (laughs) (laughs) All you can say, he's kept himself in shape. (laughs) Round is a shape, isn't it? Round is a shape. I would say rhombus, yeah. Yeah. It, what's interesting is he starts taking off his clothes, then puts on his new pimp outfit and gets in the car and then starts to disrobe again because he's been in prison for two years. So it's hanky-panky time in the back of the car. Yeah, at this point I saw that and thought, ah, man's going to go absolutely mayhem sh-. Yes. Uh, there are other points where it was uh, even more difficult not to break my uh, computer. But okay, yes. Eh? Yes, you, I understand what you mean. I, I forgot there were so many graphic scenes in this. And they're, they're, this movie, like, let's just say if anyone's listening... Um, it's not good to make light of any kind of addictions, but if you have an addiction to internet porn, watch Dolomite and you'll never want to see people having sex on a screen again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, yeah, a, I think I'll yeah. second that, actually. Yeah, I'm okay with erotica. I'm okay with uh, tastefully done things like uh, lovers uh, 
Left Alive, if I'm remembering the title correctly. But that's... Oh, it was not just offensive, it was... It went beyond puberty. It was offensive by its awfulness. Yes, yes, there's no... Yeah, there's no romance, there's nothing... Yeah, it's... Uh, Okay, he's a pimp, so romance is not exactly high on the list. But the thing is... It didn't even seem to function. So, uh... What the hell? (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, No worries. I hope that was was traffic. It wasn't me. (laughs) That was our audience departing. Oh, yes, because of the bad sex scene. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So... So there's some baddies following them in another Cadillac, and Dolomite says, give me my gun, and the car pulls over, and he gets out and hides in the woods on the side of the road, and the other car uh, the other car pulls up. Oh, this is brilliant. I actually wrote a note on this. That was hilarious. Oh, and I, it was so funny, because they're like, okay, like, show us, you know, let get Dolomite out of the car. The girls are like, he ain't in the car, and they're like, stop messing with us. When they all have their heads stuck in the windows, it's like, <laughs> oh, no. we just I'm... discussed what an eyesore this man is, and they can't find him. <laughs> I'm, okay, so he's not the most manly man, necessarily, but, yeah, the girls are most definitely female. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it might have been a long time in prison, but no, it's still going to look like a man. <laughs> so, and he even moves his head. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to check. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he rolls out of the woods and he's uh, basically just shoots them all, except for one guy who he shoots the ground and makes him dance. <laughs> That, yeah. that was like a bad western. West. Yeah. 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 A, a really bad western. Like, okay, and do you dare describe what happened next to the dancing guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I forgot because Dolomite <laughs> shoots him after he dances around and then he's like, help me. And one of the girls help pulls me, out a switchblade and she's like, I'll help him. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I don't remember that scene at all <laughs> as I crossed my legs. Um, I think perhaps she's performing a Jewish operation. <laughs> That's no. right, yes. <laughs> Mazel tov. Uh, um, <laughs> so then we move to Shay Dolomite, his house, which is all about velvet and mirrors. Um and Queen Bee tells him that Willie Green owns his club now and stole one of his girls. Oh. Or she went there. Yeah. And then we get the uh, very good exposition that she has sent the girls to karate school to protect themselves while he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Can I point out a plot hole here? Oh, what? what? She, you found she's what? been given all this exposition. Yeah. She's talking about all this uh, money that they've lost and they can't afford to do this and yeah, and then turns around. She's sending them all to karate school. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, yeah. How? We, we just talked about a guy uh, shooting people, and then someone getting uh, how is it? Being a eunuch, and you yes, are yes. concerned about the, the the who covered the costs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> props to you. 
What well I what I thought was funny is she when she's complaining about how they don't have any money, she's like, you know, me and the girls are out in the corner like, you know, selling ourselves <laughs> oh, just yeah, to like yeah, get yeah. you out of jail. And I was like, Weren't you doing that before when he wasn't in jail? Because he's a pimp. <laughs> no. They had the club. They had luxury. Now they are common oh. street horse. Yes. Yeah. They had so dignity before, there. They were high end whores, and now yes. they're just common street whores. Yes. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> she tells him he needs to like get the lowdown on what's happening, and she he's she says you need to go talk to my favorite character in the movie. Absolutely. The creeper. Um, but first we. We don't get to see the creeper yet because we have to see this annoying scene with Willie Green, which you guys, uh, which uh, Matt already <laughs> alluded to, the rival <laughs> pimp at his quote-unquote massage parlor. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm an atheist. I'm invoking an atheist. Oh, God. Sorry about that. <laughs> Go on, Chris. And then... And then we get another just disturbing sex scene uh, while Dolomite gets busy with one of his new girls, Shy, which is short for Chicago. <laughs> yeah, because of course it is. <laughs> because why? Yeah. Well, you know, Shy, Chicago, yeah, the... Uh, yeah, uh, she, maybe. Yeah, it was... Yeah, another one of these scenes where it was just like, please stop, please make it go away. <laughs> like, can I, can I please watch like a horror movie now? Um, uh, so, can I please watch Twilight now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, ouch. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fifty Shades. <laughs> instead of instead of a Dolomite sex scene, uh, Mad would rather watch vampire baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So. So the next day, Dolomite's hanging out uh, in a parking lot or something, and the cops who framed him in the first scene are back at it. <laughs> and yes, yes, yes. Talk about that. Some classic Dolomite uh, dialogue. Uh, he's uh, like, uh, he says, uh, man, move over and let me pass before they have to be pulling these hush puppies out your ass. Classic. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he's the sometimes called the grandfather of rap because he does these little rhyme stories. Yeah. Um, apparently, it seems that a lot of the stuff that he did in the film came from... His act, yeah. His act, yeah. yes. Well, that, that too, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't realize uh, that, like, the one that he does in the club that's like super long. I was going to like take one of them and bring them into the show for the audience, but they're all so crazy long because they're these huge mm. stories. But I guess, yeah, that one was like straight out of his act. So it was like weekly mm. written into the film, which by written in, it's not at all. He just does his club yeah. act. As I said before, I am, um, I hadn't actually done any research on this at all before. I just went straight into the film. And I made a note at this point saying that he seems to be more comfortable doing this than he is doing the acting. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't come as a surprise to find out that, oh, that's what he did do for a living. 
before he decided he was an asshole. So, uh, so the cops, they basically hassle him, tell him to leave town, and then punch him to solidify the point. But Dolomite's not having it, so he does some really quick <laughs> karate moves. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, it wasn't so much kung fu as kung po. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. it's Bruce Lee turning face down in his grave. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mad. That yeah. guy was spin. <laughs> A rotisserie chicken. I think yeah. you can power the national grid off that spin. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, there's lots of obscenities, and Dolomite has like a, a penchant, uh, a, a real talent for just putting words together to uh, make an obscenity. Like, you would know business born insecure mf -er. Like, really? Like, I don't even understand no business born. That's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the points were the cups actually snort the cocaine they have planted in his car like you don't know if you remember oh, yeah. See the, 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 remember what he's called uh, in movie uh, he gets he grabs a handful and shoves it up his nostril yeah that's the pure stuff or something like this oh that's real good stuff oh yeah oh yeah you missed that <laughs> yeah, gets, no, I yeah. saw it. Yeah, <laughs> all I could think of was John Cleese taking cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> What's great is in the following, like next few lines, he still has like white powder well, inside yeah, yeah, of his that, face. That, yeah, that'd be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure the other guy, um, you know, the other bent cop was looking at him, going, uh, "Dude, you got a little something," <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was like. He was like one of the worst in this film. Like everyone would say stuff to him, and then like three seconds later, he would do his line. Like, <laughs> like later, later on, like you know, they're like, "We're arresting you for murder," and then like Dolomite's like standing there waiting for them to put the cuffs on. Oh yeah, and then, the, like, the, the other guys. The other guy, yeah, yeah, the other guys like, oh, more like a slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so from that scene, we cut to a very interesting priest, reverend. <laughs> Not so much preaching, but inciting a riot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. we do have to mock the Black Panthers, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do have to mock the Black Panthers. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And the Seriously? cops, they, they show up. And they show up yeah, and yeah. they're looking for Dolomite. Dolomite. Uh, yeah. And then the priest goes on, my brothers, we should love everyone. Yeah, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that was about as graceful a right turn as I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He goes from his, like, preaching against the man to, like, love everyone. Yeah. Uh, and they find some guns in the back of the church because yeah. he's a shady kind of a priest and the cops mm -hmm. don't bust him because they're corrupt or something. and mm -hmm. All on the same team, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so what was going on with the outfit of the priest? Yeah. Uh, he, sort of African type. It was. And then for whatever reason, like, he had, like, a feather wand. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the... Um, 
it, it was part of the outfit. It's to keep the Definitely, flies off. Yeah. Um, oh. it, it's become part of the African, um, uh, American African sort of thing. Yes, I am traditional African. Interesting. And um, I am probably going to be hung, drawn and courted for that little comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you use the name Spike instead of Mr. John Cleet. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> thank you for outing me to the public. <laughs> His address is. Um, uh, yeah. So, from this scene, we cut to the very best, most ex- excellent ap- actor in the film, Creeper. He is the best actor. But he, because um, he ain't acting. He's high, man. Yeah, yeah, that's. Possibly. Yes, I, I either think he deserves an Oscar or they hired an actual drug addict, and this is where the budget went. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone's going, dude, you just took mine as well. Uh, <laughs> and this is where before he meets the creeper this is where dolomite stops to perform one of his rhymes in a parking lot um it's like proto rap basically <laughs> yeah with one of the most bizarre little crews around going yeah this is great uh you are? <laughs> yeah. And so then, anyway, we get to the Creeper, and he doesn't recognize Dolomite, um, perhaps, because he's blitzed out of his mind. <laughs> I was going to say, he wouldn't recognize his own reflection. <laughs> well, yeah. And he's like, man, you better get out of my way, and then I'll mess you up. And Dolomite's like, yeah, you, you think you're bad enough? And Creeper's like, man, I'm so bad, I kick my own ass twice a day. Mm. Sorry, you just sound like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> like wow, Scoob. Like wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so they go back to Creeper's place to talk privately, and he shoots up uh, to get in the mood and proceeds to fall asleep. <laughs> fall asleep, OD. That you pick. Yeah, Dolomite shoves him against the wall, and he's like, "Who killed my nephew?" And uh oh, some baddies come in, and they shoot the Creeper. And Dolomite has to fight them off, but um, which is another great, like, uh, I mean, there's so many things we could spend three hours just talking about all the bad stuff, but I noticed it this round too. Like, he basically takes the gun from one of the guys and he's like sort of pointing it down and to the right, and the guy is like straight in front of him and he shoots, and then like the guy falls back with blood. (laughs) Sorry, that's that's a classical Um, act. Star Wars. All yeah. the troopers fire everywhere. Some troopers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. And no, no one, uh, nothing hits Han Solo. So problem, dudes. <laughs> yeah, right. Dynamite shot first. <laughs> oh, I like it. Hashtag. <laughs> so. uh so the uh, cops show up and they. Uh, this is where they arrest him for murder or slaughter. Yeah. Um, and we cut back to the priest who's, of course, in bed with a naked lady. Um, <laughs> and he, he. Uh, I guess there are no uh, choir boys. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> you were going to so, well, it wasn't Catholic, that. was it? Yeah, it, it it's not Catholic Church. We don't know exactly what kind of church it was. He's not Methodist. He's not. Oh, I don't know. I think his methods were fairly apparent. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's interesting, and uh, I guess it's not pivotal to the plot because not much is in this film. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, so he quickly tries to hide a la- the lady away and answers the door, and there's a new policeman we haven't met, and he's like, "So, who do you work for, Willie Green or Dolomite?" And uh, he puts on his priestly act, and he's like, I work for the Lord. Uh, yeah, can we just point out, this is actually a black policeman. Oh, yes, uh-huh. yes. Uh, the only black policeman you see in the film until right at the very end. Yes, and he is uh, the he is blessed as all are of pure of heart. Da-da-da. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the cop calls him out, and he's like, so who's the girl? And... Yeah, so anyway, we strangely cut from that to Shay Dolomite, where one of the girls is getting kicked out of the house for stealing because murdering oh, can, dudes, sorry. prostitution, that's okay, but stealing is very bad. <laughs> um, back to the black copper. Oh, yeah. I actually thought straight away, I thought, hang on, this guy can actually act. Yeah. Or perhaps it was just a comparative thing, I don't know, but he actually seemed to be able to act. That's true. I didn't really... I was too blown away by the Creeper to notice that he can actually act. Uh, maybe he learned his lines, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm Creeper, all they had to do was give him drugs and a little stage direction of look at the floor and mumble. So so this new cop, I can't remember his name, starts with a B, doesn't it? Um, he Sorry, goes, the names actually mean anything in this film. Right. The new cop goes to visit Dolomite in prison uh, and ask him some questions. Then some girl picks him up from the prison because he gets out on bail and mm-hmm. she has like a crazy, crazy <laughs> afro and a Corvette. Yeah. Yeah, that was parodied really, really well in the mad parody, I noticed. Yes, uh, yes. The afro, that was hilarious. Yeah, and then we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, we move on to a really interesting bit of the film for me. I'll let you boys <laughs> comment on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bad, my only note on this is bad sex editing. Yeah, yeah, I... He starts kissing her, and then even a song starts playing to get us in the mood. And then the song jumps to, like, a completely different part of the song, lyrics. And then she, like, sighs like they're done. And you're like, oh, (laughs) well, at least we didn't have to watch that. Uh, uh... (laughs) Yeah, and then Dolomite's like, so are you working for Willie? Is that uh, why you picked me up? And... So I guess she's the dancer that left and is now working uh-huh. for Willie. And uh, and so he thinks, like, something fishy's going on. Like, they bailed him out to kill him. And he forces him. And she yeah. denies it. And he forces himself. Yes. He gives her an actual pimp slap. And, yeah, then we get the icky, icky sex part. Yeah. So uh, Complete with completely implausible sex face from the girl. Yeah, because of course yeah, he likes right. it. They... He's he's great. His his technique is unbelievable. Yeah. So sick and okay. I think I better shut up at this point. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're going to work yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird though, because you're right. I forget. Like during a lot of the fight scenes and the sex scenes, they just do these like extreme close-ups of someone's face. And 
it might not even be an appropriate like face. Mm-hmm. It's like the kind of the kind of look I have when I eat something sour and like <laughs> oh, we'll just throw that there. He's yeah. doing karate. It reminds me of something uh, called uh, emotional response in the news uh, uh, reports where you focus the, to the face of the people around to get a something an emotional uh, thing so people watching it will uh, answer but of course here it is sadly done like the rest of the film yeah what did you say about the icky faces uh spike um i just said uh, at least we didn't get to see his face ah <sighs> nice thank you for the demands yeah <laughs> And my work is done. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, we, we cut to the club where there's some guy auditioning what you might call dancers, maybe, in some weird universe. Um, and Dolomite comes in. He pushes his way to the back room. He cuts open the carpet and he pulls out some money he had stashed when it was his club. Mm-hmm. He throws the money on the table and he says, tell Willie he's got 24 hours to leave. And, and 23 20... of them are gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, that was actually a good line. I, I do like that line. And it, the way he, like, I mean, he does have some good lines, but, like, sometimes he's really bad at delivery. And, like, this time he really nailed it because he just has the right inflection and everything. He's just like, and 23? I go like yeah yeah by random chance he's actually managed to get the pauses in the right places yes yes like Shatner can do uh, once in a blue moon maybe perhaps they take perhaps they take the same drugs I don't know oh mmm <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay so Queen B shows. Oh, what were you going to no, say, man? No, no, no. I'm just. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, from uh, we went from slightly racist uh, comments, rather um, outfits, to the how is it slandering of uh, Sadner. Okay. Uh, I think that was more satire, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the interesting thing about this film because it's like sort of falls in that uh, black exploitation category or like it's mostly satire, right? Like you're you're, you're never quite sure sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently it was supposed to be um some semi-comedy film. Uh, and when I saw when I read that I thought, "Really? Oh, you failed twice as bad." Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so Queen B, she shows uh, Dolomite his girls at the karate class, and he he gives them a little speech and tells them they're gonna throw a big party, which is an excuse yeah. to do his comedy act. Malcolm X, he wasn't, uh, yeah, he wasn't exactly Luther King either. You know, I have a dream. Yeah. Uh, it was more um, yeah, I have I mean, a dream and my dream is kicking his ass yeah. and the, the girls the girls uh, working out to be a very nice uh, scene and said okay we're moving on of course I'm stupid 
and hopeful. Yes, okay. And then he goes on and says, hello, my prostitutes. We are going to have a big party. Yeah, and they do more more bad cutaways in this too as he's telling them about the party and what they're going to do. They like cut to the girls sitting down in front of them. And again, like some of them... Nodding at each other. Yeah, yeah, like either nodding and then some of them are just like, you know, not as bad, but like picking their nose like they don't even know they're being filmed. It's just like crazy. And occasionally turn to each other and high five. Yeah. Yeah, and this is... And to like rile to rile up the troops, uh, like William Wallace Dolomite uh, <laughs> finally ends on uh, Dolomite is my name and it up motherfuckers is my game. <laughs> he does it way better than me, but I tried to slur it so that there weren't so many curse words in the podcast. Chris, to be perfectly honest, I don't think there's any way you could be much worse than him. <laughs> you could be whiter than the Queen of England. <laughs> So we we then cut from that to the mayor at a fancy party with like you know elite type peoples, uh, and he is not a slimy creeper at all. He looks like a cartoon character. He's like balding and mustache and yeah, he's scary. All that miss was missing really was the comb over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh, and you had the check shirt, check jacket, didn't you? Oh God, seventies style. Oh, dead gods. <laughs> Willie Green, he shows up, and there's like this goofy butler with an, a bizarre mustache uh, that Willie has to threaten before he'll get let in to talk to the mayor. Yeah, um, that was the most piece of threatening I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, he's too busy directing this film. <laughs> I, uh, not only that, he says, tell the mayor I'm here. You are? At no point did he actually say, Willie Green is here. It just, tell, you, uh, tell your boss I'm here. He'll see me. Yeah, whatever, go away, you stupid <laughs> asshole. Yeah, he's... Um... He he spent all day, uh, instead of working on the script or lines, he spent all day driving that rented Lotus that he pulled up in. Mm. <laughs> he got to enjoy driving that for a few sweet minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Willie's like, Dolomite's back, and the mayor's like, don't worry, I know he's back. I bailed him out of jail so we can take care of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then he says, uh, he says, you just keep the blacks together. And I was like, that's nice. Like, we're back to the racism bit that Matt was talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, because... You, you just keep your people together and vote for me next term. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, my hands yeah, are clean. Yeah. yeah, as soon as you said that, I thought, yeah, right. <laughs> what were you going to yeah, say, Matt? I was going to say that... It, uh... I didn't know about the that it's a genre of uh, films, and uh, told me today. And uh, I read about it, and I thought, seriously, like who are those films? Um, who, the audience? What's the target audience? People like the mayor? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. 
one of the things like that Rudy Ray Morty actor comedian talks about is the fact that, I mean, it's bloody obvious to all of us, but that this was all made with like their, his own money and his own house and his <laughs> own equipment. <laughs> like, and I, I think you were at a, you're at a point like, I mean, even today, unfortunately, in North America, we just don't have very diverse cinema. So, like, this was the black exploitation films are all about, like, hey, we're going to make our own stuff because nobody's making anything for us. But then you're right. Like, the stuff that they made, you're like, wait, is this what you want to see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I was never sure of the audience myself. I mean... Yeah, it's called black exploitation in the first place. And I'm thinking, well, even the bloody title's racist. Yeah, I think, but then you think like people like seem obviously he had a career, so people really like his very graphic and uh, you know over the top rhymes that he did. So I guess like he just moved it up a level and made a movie. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. He showed a bit of flesh. It's, it reminds me of made for depicting Ireland but targeted at the Irish American audiences. I ah, like uh, okay. um have you seen The Quiet Man with John Wayne? No. Mm. <laughs> I haven't. No. Okay, it's about the uh, Irish American John Wayne that returns to Ireland uh, to find his roots and the house that he was born in. And the whole Maureen O'Hara is the um, uh, female lead. I think it's very Irish to the point of not being Irish. You know, everyone is red haired, everyone is drunk all the time. Uh, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's the American perception of that oh, certain subgroup. Yeah. Basically. So there is hardly any swearing or, and of course, no nudity. There are, I think, three scenes of kissing. But so the similarity ends there. But it is a perception of an ethnic group uh, from as. Mm. I think that, I'd agree yeah, with you. With people who have literally no connection with the, the people they are making the story about. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It is too African-American stereotypical for me. I think they had when they made the film. Do you know? Uh, possibly. I don't know. Maybe, but the thing is, I suppose... They actually like living that life, and yeah, you know, certain aspects of it were about right. And I suppose it may be a sort of residual white um, guilt, as it were. Oh dear, we we enslaved all these uh, black people, got them over from Africa, and oh lordy me, this is all our fault. Yeah, not yeah, despite the fact it wasn't even done by our grandfathers or our great grandfathers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it might be some, um, oh dear, that's a bit uncomfortable for us. Uh, we're we're liberals, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's interesting because what uh, what Mad described is obviously like like she said, people making films that don't even understand the subject matter, and yet the the films in this category or this genre are made by African Americans, right? Like, <laughs> but. 
again, it's uh, kind of like Spike was saying, like, oh, this is supposed to be a comedy, sort of. So I think it was like, this is their kind of humor, like, very much like, let's make fun of ourselves. And obviously, like, uh, a director that is not African-American would be in a lot of trouble in the 60s or 70s (laughs) doing the same film. Uh, (laughs) Not just then. I think they might be even worse now. Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine Mel Brooks trying to do that? <laughs> I think I don't want to. Oh, yeah. oh no! I just got the thought now. Mel Brooks doing a black exploitation. Oh no! Well, I think Mel Brooks is too clever to do something like this. It would him um, blazing saddles. The sheriff. He's black. Uh, black he, went, he went close there, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. a black sheriff. Right, but he is. I think yeah, Mel Brooks is has a lot of respect for the what is different. He's clever. I think maybe we should mm. say it's just the not talented director or actors. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Would we be talking about the director of this yes. film, for example? <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking of uh, back into the film, uh, the, yes. the 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 mayor calls the corrupt cops after Willie leaves the director, uh, and he says, "I want you to take care of Dolomite and also Willie because I don't want him coming over my house ever again." Uh, so. Dolomite goes to see the uh, weirdo reverend and he's like, he walks into the church and he's like, damn, this place is spooky. And I was like, okay, fair (laughs) enough. Like, I've seen a fair amount of churches in my life, so I assume everyone else has, but you're right. They could be creepy sometimes, sure. And then Shy says, I'm afraid of ghosts. (laughs) I don't think you understand how churches... Yeah. I don't think they uh, there's no crystal ball we're not talking to spirits in this building they may be drinking them I don't know that's true so uh, oh and the best part is then like her non sequitur Dolomite's like if you ever see a ghost just cut him yep mm, yep yeah <laughs> it yep. is the gr- a firm yeah. grasp of the afterlife yes, exactly there. so uh so they pay the preacher for some information, and he they say, you know, you got to go down to the docks. And uh, pointless scene, Dolomite in just another dandy outfit uh, finds <laughs> cocaine and a fish. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's get back to the church. Um, he wants to talk about the oh, yeah. Says, yeah. That's yeah. it, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Mm, business is good. You've got... Two coffins open with uh, men in them, and then there's one closed, and he opens the closed one, and there's guns in there. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's sort of part of what's been going on before. Uh, and then um, he tries to get his money back off the priest, and the two corpses come to life and aim guns. <laughs> so Dolomite backs down. Well, he's not totally stupid. Yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, he's got some clever dialogue there where he's like oh I see you got two so dead ones and one, one live one when he oh, finds the guns yeah. <laughs> that's it that's the yeah. line here <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
But enough about churches and fish. We need to get to the party that's Dolomite's total experience. What? The fish. Did we actually get back to that fish and the cocaine yeah. at all? <laughs> no, we didn't. You're right. <laughs> uh. That's just how the drugs are coming in. Yeah, but what drugs? I mean, there was ve- barely anything mentioned apart from the uh, right at the start of the film. Yeah. All of it was about trying to get his territory back. Yeah, it's true. Like, we're just supposed to assume that, like, Willie or the mayor are, like, this drug cartel in the town, but they never really say anything. Except, I think on the phone, like, the mayor at one point says, like, hey, this is the big man, Mm -hmm. which is, like, the person that everyone's supposedly working for. But it's so poorly put together, I think I'm stretching it there, too. (laughs) Just trying Mm -hmm. to make sense of it. Mm, Don't bother. (laughs) So the party, yes, yeah, the party. I mean, this is where like uh, all of us. I'm assuming we're wearing sunglasses because of the costumes. Yeah. Um, I made a note at this point. Um, which were worse, the pimps or the band? Uh, the, th- the thing <laughs> is that actually that was the only point of the film I enjoyed because of the music. Uh, yeah, and there it fell down for me as well. Because, yes, they're playing, but I thought, there's something not quite right here. Then the girl started singing, and I thought, why aren't they actually focusing on the singer yeah. that much? And then I realised uh, towards the end of her song, because they did get to her face, and I realised she's miming, <laughs> and not very well. Yeah, there's... um Basically, if you've ever watched, like, a Kung Fu, like, a 70s Kung yeah. Fu movie, like... Overdubbed, overdubbed. Yeah. Like those, they did a better job of making like Asian mouse look like they're talking in English than this yeah. film does with yeah. people speaking English. I don't know if you know the program on uh, that we used to have over here called Top of the Pops. It um, sounds familiar. Yeah, it was a big program um, that was it showcased charting music um, every week, sort of thing. Um, sadly, it's no longer on the air, uh, but it was brilliant. But the thing is, for a long, long time, it was notorious for people having to mime along to the songs that they were perfectly willing to do live. And you'd get situations where uh, Martha's Harbour was halfway through before they realised it started and the band was just stood there while the track was playing because they couldn't <laughs> hear the track. And uh, Jimmy Somerville was uh, doing a duet with a woman who had a deeper voice than he did. And so for a giggle, they decided to swap each each other around uh, for the recording. And he actually had a deeper voice than a woman for the first time in his life. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But that's what it reminded me of, just the really bad, um, as you say, lip syncing. Yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's the pimp ball, basically, this party. And um, (laughs) yeah, so even Willie has to show up, even though he's been kicked out of this club that he previously owned. Um, And then we get the Dolomite Dancers, which is a very long scene. Never mind that. I just thought, ooh. Mm, it tasteless what? Yeah, yes. Mm, stereotype we... African outfits and bongos and yeah. However, the dancers were good. The female dancers yeah. were good. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, there, there's trained dancers, not like the ones we saw before. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit uh, on the nose. But um, but yeah, so Queen B, which I thought was funny, she introduces Dolomite by mentioning two of the actor who plays Dolomite, Rudy Ray Moore's comedy albums. She's like, mm. here comes Dolomite who brought us this and this. And I was like, no. whoa, <laughs> like you, you just broke the fourth wall for me. Product placement, product placement. <laughs> right. Uh, so then we get this, uh, this uh, crazy uh, rhyme with some music in the background. Uh, that's part of his act. It's, you can find it on YouTube. It's called the signifying monkey. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, but it was quite entertaining. It, it was <laughs> yeah. quite entertaining, to be honest. Hella long, but it was quite entertaining. Uh, yeah, so uh, Dolomite's tux, ruffles, you know, and a plaid <laughs> bow tie. Those are great. Um, mm. the, the size of his bow tie that he's wearing is like the distance between me and Mad Dragon right now. Um, <laughs> That's and he, Canada and Greece, by the way, folks. <laughs> yes, and he's uh, wearing a matching cummerbund. It's really nice. Uh, but uh, Willie, Willie tries to deal with Dolomite because he's like, you know, you still owe me money for the club. And Dolomite says, nope. So Willie's like, well, then we have to start a fight because every 70s and 80s movie has to have uh, a barber yeah. brawl. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> so it's awful kung fu time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my note for this scene says, big fight scene, nope, just nope. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I just recently watched a Chuck Norris movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was scary. And like the Kung Fu in this movie is very similar to that. It's just very like, I'm going to hit you. Look, watch, hit you. Now you fall down. It's not It's not graceful like Bruce. <laughs> uh, don't dare mention him in the same sentence as this yeah. crap. Yes. <laughs> However, so, I will say, in the, uh, the best bit, in the kitchen. Never f- with a chef in the kitchen. Yeah, that was really interesting. I was, I was, I was confused too because I started reading deeper between the lines, which you can't do in this movie. And I was like, so, "What lines?" Yeah. So, twenty-four hours ago, Dolomite didn't own this club, and this cook guy worked for Willie's guys, who are now fighting him. Like, where are your loyalties? Whoever's paying your check, or. You know, hey, maybe he's just a temp. That could be. Maybe he was hired, but the Olamite got rid of all of Willie's guys. You can't trust him. Went to the agency and says, "Hey, I need some cannon fodder." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like. Uh, but I, I was just like, "Why am I reading so deeply into this?" Because it's pointless. It's kind of like uh, the argument in the film Clerks, where they're like, "Do the what about all the contractors who were on the Death Star when they blew it up? The guys building it." <laughs> Do they have any political preference? <laughs> Do they deserve to die? Uh, so, Dolomite, uh, at this point, after some... it, We get a lot of kung fu in the bar and in the kitchen, as mentioned by Spike. But then Dolomite, in his dressing room, very smartly turns the light off so he can get the drop on Willie when he comes in. And we don't get to uh, see a thing because it's dark. Yeah. 
genius. But, Total genius. But then um, he dispatches Willie with some sort of like cheesy, not real uh, martial art claw style where he like makes a claw <laughs> with his hand and punches or sinks it into Willie. And I half expected it to come out with his heart or something, but it was just bloody. And it was a very awkward jump cut, too. He made the claw, and then, like, the next cut was, like, him holding his hand bloody and really falling down. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I didn't quite understand what was going on there, and I couldn't be asked to go back and watch it again. <laughs> That's so true. When I do uh, these annoyingly long synopsis of films, I often have to pause so I can quickly write out my note and uh, sometimes I end up rewinding because I'm like, wait, what just happened? Because I didn't pause. And this time I was like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the good cop shows up and he's like, oh man, Dolomite, you gotta get out of here. And then he just like shoots a couple rounds into Willie on the floor and he's like, there, I'll be blamed for this instead of you. There's not going to be a police pathologist to to see the um, mm. you know the wounds. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, his gunshot is completely similar to uh, being punched. What I thought was kind of interesting too this time when I watched it, I noticed like um, I wasn't waiting for it. It's been too long since I saw it, but neither was Dolomite. So, like, the cop comes in. He's standing next to Dolomite, who's over Willie's body, and he just nonchalantly, like, shoots the gun, which actually goes off, and Dolomite jumps, like, a little bit. Like, whoa. (laughs) I just thought, didn't you know that was coming? Like, you wrote this movie. Uh, So we uh, we cut to the mayor in a scene like oh, you, no. we never oh, thought no, it could no, be more no. graphic. Oh, no, horrible! <laughs> oh, naked mayor! Oh this, no! This scene is called "Please towel, stay there," or oh. robe, whatever he was holding. Um, but the mayor was getting busy with uh, an, an African-American woman and the bad cop calls him and he's like, look, uh, something went down. Willie's dead. And so then lots of gratuitous Harry Mayer body as he gets up and he walks over to the bathroom to grab a robe, but he never puts it on. Uh, thank God for gravity. <laughs> uh, and there's a, a phone in the toilet as well. Is it me or is there a phone in the bathroom? Yeah. I was confused by that as well. Like, he gets called while he's in bed, and then he moves over to that phone, probably for some privacy, but guess what? You're talking really loudly, and the girl you were sleeping with has a gun, and she's trying to kill you now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And by the way, why was he worried about Willie being shot? Because I'm sure that he actually asked for Willie to be shot. (sighs) Yeah. And what I thought was fun was like... um, so the girl's got a gun on him. It looks like he's in trouble, but his wife comes in to save him and she gets shot. And I was like, so very off scene. So you yeah. were sleeping with a woman while your wife was in the house. Like, is this a really big house or does she know you have some sort of agreement? This is the seventies. So we're swinging. I'm confused. <laughs> Chris, she was probably very glad that he wasn't shucking her. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so true. Uh, <laughs> so, um, 
So yeah, he's trying to get Dolomite uh, shot and uh, on the phone, and then when his wife comes in and gets shot, that means our our now gun toting uh, prostitute perhaps is uh, distracted. So he overpowers her and strangles her in two seconds. Um, which... Yeah, because he looked at the peak of physical fitness, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I stopped looking to be honest, uh, <laughs> but uh, apparently she's dead so then the good cop shows up and these two thugs stop him and they're like look you stand right there we'll shoot you and then the other guy gets out like some drugs and he's like we're gonna pump you up with drugs and dump you in the pool make it look like you od'd what was the cop doing there anyway i mean there was absolutely no precedent for it to be (laughs) right yeah and then uh then he he distracts them because he's like, oh hey, isn't that your boss trying to get away with all the money? Which he Look, truly it's an is. Destruction. <laughs> he is like the mayor is running out, finally clothed, thankfully. <laughs> and so the beady mayor hops in a car and drives off, and our good cop chases him to an airport where we're treated to a really bad death scene. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know. He's just like on the wing of the airplane and then flops down and jiggles. Um, and b- Before we get to that bit, you got the car chase, yeah? Uh, there was a car chase? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a car chase. And it has to be said, yeah, for the film, it wasn't that bad a car chase. However, most of the time, the cop was right behind the mayor. Now, the mayor pulls into the airfield... I assume there must have been an open gate or something because there was no delay. And then the cop is about a minute behind him. Sorry, no. So why were you delayed? Was this, oh, no, we're going to check every black man that comes through this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Or or did he see, like, a really hot woman walking down the street so he rolled down his window and slowed down and was like, hey, mama. You fine. (laughs) I got a friend who's a pimp. Would you like to work for him? So uh, finally, uh, the good cop reveals himself to Dolomite. And he's like, hey, I'm the good guy. And the warden told told him in the beginning that there'd be like an FBI guy who would mm-hmm. reveal himself when necessary. And so he tells Dolomite about the mayor and the hit that is on Dolomite. Yeah, have we mentioned, by the way, that Dolomite's in hospital because Willie did actually manage to shoot him? Yeah, I didn't realize that he got shot. He was just holding his side. I thought, I was like, wait, I thought the blood was off from your claw move. Uh, No, no, I thought the bloody shoulder was a good clue. So, yeah, he's in the hospital, and uh, the good cop's telling him this. And even the good cop, who uh, Spike has praised for his acting, Dolomite's like, what do you expect me to do, man? Because he's in a hospital bed. And the good cop says, well, I've got a master plan. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Then there's like six beats. And he's like, and he rubs his head. And he's like, I'll, I'll, I have a plan to catch the assassin or something like that. Like I was like, what was going on there? I'm surprised you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Oh, I've never heard that here. Nice. I mm. like it. Many things. <laughs> uh, so they show up. 
the hospital bed where there's only pillows under the sheet. Emma, yeah, Emma, yeah, Emma, yeah. Please, I've got to. I have got to do this. I knew it. I knew you were gonna. Yeah. Downstairs in the foyer, you've got the assassins come in, and it has to be that one of the most sexiest things. Mm, aren't you a lovely little thing yeah. to the girl behind the counter? Except that is not it for me. Now, if you were listening to the background at all. You had the uh, the Tanoi, paging Doctor This, paging Doctor That. Doctor Feelgood. Thank you. Oh, I didn't, I noticed yes. that. I noticed the, the the patting of the cheek of the nurse. Well, I didn't notice that. Yes, that was mm. yeah. after he says, like, aren't you a cute one or something, and she tells mm-hmm. him what room Dolomite's yeah. in. He, like, slowly and creepily reaches okay. over the counter and pats her on the cheek. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, really, I'm like, f- yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, just give random details out to random people. Maybe that's you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, yeah. Ju- I'm just a temp. Well, well yeah, and... I, I challenge anyone listening right now to go ahead and go do that. The like, corner store, <laughs> like just pat the person waiting on you on the cheek. I'm sure they'll enjoy and the I'll, touching. Yeah, and I would like a video of that, <laughs> if please. Yes, yes, um, please. One yes. that actually results in you having both hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yes. gonna help the person behind the counter, if need be, remove those hands. <laughs> Seriously, okay, I'm going to be a bit rude right now. The whole film is a cluster f- towards women. Seriously. Yes. Okay, the, totally. the guys do this, do that, and the ladies are just there so we get some boobs yeah. and us uh, and large other parts at some points. Seriously. Okay, sorry, <laughs> I had to say that. No, it's interesting because, and we've watched some older movies before. Uh, One of the movies we watched on this show was called A Boy Mm -hmm. and His Dog. And there were some very aggressive scenes towards women. And, uh, you know, we all were just like uncomfortable talking about it. And, you know, we just say, well, you know, it was a different time then. But truthfully, that's no excuse, right? Like, it doesn't matter. You know, we can't excuse, like, slavery just because it happened, whoa, such a long time ago. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> we have to be cognizant, like, like we shouldn't be, like, promoting these things today. So, Well, I agree. I mean, you can't ignore history. You've got to learn from it. Right. But the thing is, it, a lot of the start time, you... We are looking at it the wrong way. We are celebrating the wrong aspects of it. Yes. Um, yeah, you, you sort of celebrate the death of people when you should be celebrating the life or you you, know, you should be commemorating this as opposed to celebrating, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, that's our deep talk. So we're almost done with this thing. Uh, so they, they show up to the hospital bed. It's only got pillows under the sheets. And so they just shoot the pillows uh, because let's be frank, like that works in every movie, but truthfully, <laughs> Dolomite looks like three pillows stitched together. So, <laughs> and he sleeps with his head under the covers as well. <laughs> Dolomite comes up from behind with his only one arm and kicks some butt. And there's like more awkward close up faces. Like he's just like, ooh, that tastes bad, but apparently that's his karate face. Um, <laughs> 
And then the the good guy cop comes in and he uh, finishes them off with like two pistols, like the old west or something. And there's like an even better death scene. Where, like, the... There he is. <laughs> Seriously, he looked like Pinocchio doing. I got no shoes. <laughs> yes, that that's a good point. If you're if you're having a hard idea of imagining like really bad kung fu um, in a film like we keep talking about, uh, just imagine if like Marriott Marriott puppets were trying to do uh, the Matrix. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah, um, Joe Ninety v- meets the, uh, the Matrix. Yeah, great stuff. So, but we're not done yet because the cops like I gotta go hide again. Because he's just there to bust the bad cops who then show up to arrest Dolomite for killing his assassins. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense, but okay. Um, well, they just wanted to get in behind bars one way or another, uh, despite the fact that their boss is dead. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, like, there's a lot of really crazy fashion in this film. But uh, the John Cleese <laughs> character is wearing blue jeans that have With two red pockets. red pockets in the front. They look like back pockets too. I'm like, did you? Are you crisscrossing? What's going on there? Mm. Um, yeah, so not to tell him that cross dressing doesn't mean the way you goes back to France. Yes, <laughs> the good cop jumps out. He's like, "You guys are under arrest." And then awkwardly, we cut to a scene outside somewhere. Dolomite's arm is fine. Must be some time later. And the good cop's, like, apologizing to Dolomite on the street. He's like, hey, sorry we had to shut down your club, but you understand. We can't have a pimp in town or something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, you understand we're letting you go free. That's good enough, right? That's what he says. Yeah. So, yeah, all the loose ends you've got. What happens to the club? What happens to Dolomite? You? What happens to the girls? What the hell happened to Queen Bee? Because it looked like she actually died um, in the big fight. I think oh, really? she got shot because, yeah, she seemed to go down and not in the sexual manner. Yeah, yeah, we don't get a lot of that. We just get a song. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to know, did they do a soundtrack to this? Because it was actually quite a funky soundtrack. <laughs> I think I went looking for it once and all I could find was like stuff people like ripped from the movie. But I think they must have done a soundtrack because he's done so many albums. I can't believe he wouldn't do this. Mm. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, he his song is about like what he's going to do next. And like we talked about, there's a couple sequels, but I think there's like there's a great lyric in the song I, I I focused on because I was like, that's pretty much his rhyme style. He's like, uh, water is cool and fire will burn. And just assured, my name is Dolomite and I shall return. <laughs> oh, pure gold. Pure gold. <laughs> yeah. So, I... Uh, I'm guessing uh, I don't have to uh, really ask, but uh, yeah, you're not in the so bad it's good camp. It's just bad, or what do you think? Um, if you've got any mind bleach, that would be handy. This sentence, <laughs> crap in a bucket made of crap, makes sense to you? <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I, I looked at the credits and I was thinking, why did you put your name to this? You know, you got what astounded me was that apparently there was a martial arts expert on there. Seriously? Yeah, I forgot I was gonna look. 
I should pull it up, but I think uh, someone pointed out in an article I was reading that there's also like um, uh, like someone's name, like a Mrs. So-and-so House of Geisha Girls is also thanked yes. in the crowd. Yes, I put a comment. What, did they really credit a pimp school? <laughs> yeah, right. They credited a real massage parlor. And even I if they were a legit parlor and they didn't do like the naughty stuff, like would you want to be associated with the movie where they showed your parlor doing the naughty stuff? I mean, let's be honest, with a name like that, I mean, massage yeah. parlor is not necessarily a kosher thing for them. True, true. Yeah, I, I can completely see you guys' sentiment, and uh, I understand after watching it with a critical eye, but. It really is. It's so off kilter, like the fight scenes and the sets, like and the acting. It's just if you can find like clips on YouTube, you're better off to watch them than the whole movie, perhaps. But <laughs> actually, I think as we said before, the Mad Parody is probably best better to watch. Just yeah. watch that. Yeah. I'll you put have it in the show no notes. need to watch the film. Just watch the Mad Parody. It's a lot shorter. And it's a lot yeah. funnier. Oh, uh, yeah. I was talking with uh, Holtz earlier about the film, and he said I managed to watch uh -huh. only thirty minutes of it because I was too sober. So he said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, I'm far too. I was far too awake to watch yeah. this film and enjoy it. It's like yeah. really." I should have warned you yeah, ahead of time. I'd gotten a, a bottle of whiskey if I knew it'd be like that. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll do this again, but uh, yeah. not another black exploitation, please. No. <laughs> well done. Oh, so, so uh, Mad, do you have uh, any recommendations for people to watch a movie? It could be a good one. It doesn't yeah, have to be a bad one. The thing is, I'm not sure if who might enjoy... Uh, the film we watched, uh, Dolomite might be interested in a film uh, is uh, not even a European one. I think I've mentioned it to you. It's called uh, Tangerines. And it is a film of the war in uh, Georgia, uh, Abkhazia region. It's done staying behind to harvest tangerines during the war. The war. Yeah. It's uh, in the original language, it's Mandarin. So it is a 2013 film, and it's a good film. <laughs> okay, it's not camp. <laughs> it's a real uh, honest-to-God film. Nice. And you, Spike, you have something to recommend? Um, if you haven't watched it already, Spirited Away. Oh, great anime yes. classic! Yes, yes, for sure. I, uh, I, the thing is, you can actually look deep into that and find a lot of things that you don't necessarily want to realize when you're watching it. And you want to watch it and then read about it and then watch it again and go, Oh, shit. and you'll still enjoy it. True, yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, there's actually a parody of black exploitation films um, and much of this film. Uh, came out in 2009 and it's called uh, Black Dynamite. It's pretty funny um, as it 
does a lot of the tropes that you'll find in this film and others. So people could check that out. Uh, so that's what I would suggest. Um, thanks to uh, everyone for listening and subscribe to us from our website or iTunes and rate us on iTunes. I have to say these things or I can't call myself a podcaster legally. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're going to say something, Matt? Yeah, yeah. I want to say hello to your mom. Hello. <laughs> oh, yes. Good. good. Hello to our listener. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh uh mom and anyone else listening uh by the time i've got this uh edited together and up on the website i'm sorry uh, that sounds like by the time you read this i will be dead yes uh so we have some questionable audio here so we'll see how long it takes me but uh we'll be back live on thursday nights probably late august early september and of course uh my usual cohort paul will be back he's just enjoying his summer uh and how yeah. dare he yes do you guys want to tell listeners where they can find you or plug anything as they do in podcast world or mm. no do you want to remain mysterious no. um well you can always plug your ipod in and charge it up if you want <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, I think that uh, after tonight's uh, questionable episode, would better disappear in the midst of time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So, me, I guess I'm the boisterous American. You can find me, if you wish, on Twitter when I'm at sickdays, S-I-K-K-D-A-Y-S, or you can just go to sickdays.me to see what other places I'm annoying people online. Um, thanks again so much uh, for taking the time to do this in your evening, Spike and Mad. I appreciate it. No worries. And I'm sorry that I tortured you with a black exploitation film. I hope you don't hold it against me. You owe me beers. Uh, black exploitation maybe not so bad, but this is absolutely yeah. terrible. You I owe, owe you beers. beers. Okay, I'll ship you Canadian beers. <laughs> wow. Uh, and on that note yes exactly uh, I like to close the show with a line from another bad movie that's Buckaroo Banzai remember wherever you are there you are good night everyone good night <laughs> <laughs>